There was Di Radfield, our captain, so rich and bold and fair. She wore her blouse wide open and a pin in her hay-colored hair. Anne Lint was the one with the brain. She was sallow-skinned and lean. Of Fiamma's friend, she was the main, the vice-captain of our swimming team. Fuzzy differed from the norm, with her curly hair and strange mind. She sang madrigals at night in the dorm. She was odd, perhaps, but kind. Meg Donovan had a pretty face, an R.C., like all five Donovan girls. She was full of sultry grace, with her heavy red lips and her soft, dark curls. Sheila Kohler, too, was there. She wrote it down for us. She watched with her blue-gray stare. She was interested in lust. But the one Miss G loved best was the one who came from afar. It was the thirteenth girl who was put to the test. Fiamma, the princess, our languid swimming star. The Graves of Sir George Harrow and His Faithful Bull Terrier, Jock The white sky meets the flatness of the plain, pressing down heavily all around. In front of the school, nothing moves except the shimmer of heat. It is all distance, flat land, sky, and the slight trace of the river that runs slow and done beside the graves toward the low, blue hills. Looking out, so many years later, from the red-roofed buildings of our Dutch gabled school across terraced lawns and felt toward the river and the wattle trees, we can no longer see the graves, but we can still hear the hum of the mosquitoes that swarm along the banks of the stagnant water. We can still smell the thick smoke of Miss G's cigarette. In our mind's eyes, we see Fiamma lying on the grey marble grave beneath the frangipani trees. Her slender hands are crossed on her chest, and the white irises that grow wild along the banks of the river cover her body like candles. A faint breeze stirs the hem of her earth-coloured tunic. She seems asleep. We stand on the veranda, clutching the parapet, as if it is the railing of a tossing ship, and gaze at the faint trace of the river, beside which lie the graves of Sir George Harrow and his faithful bull terrier, Jock. Our school, which was renowned for neither academic excellence nor illustrious alumni, had once belonged to Sir George, a high commissioner and hero of the Boer War. He distinguished himself at Ladysmith and Kimberley. Even his bull terrier, Jock, was famous for bravery and fidelity. According to legend, he ran a great distance and traversed many dangers in the war-torn felt to summon help for his wounded master. The little lozenge of his grave lies beside Sir George's. The area around the graves was always out of bounds, but we ran there to escape the other girls and pick the purple and white irises which grew wild by the river. There was a picnic hut with a red, beaten clay floor and two latrines, which gave off an unholy odor. Vagrants sometimes sheltered there, and we would find their striped blankets and tin mugs under the benches. We would lie in the shade of the frangipanis on Sir George's cool, grey marble grave, and cover our bodies with the wild irises, and fold our hands on our chests and play dead. We managed to move the heavy marble slab aside, enough to gaze down through the crack at the illustrious bones that lay there, white as shells.